This is your announcer Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. If you're in the Los Feliz area of California and you see a pile of bricks conveniently stacked, maybe next to some cat litter, don't go near it. It just means Danzig is cleaning out his garage. The Metal Injection Livecast starts now. What's up, Metal Injection junkies? It's Rob. Welcome to the Metal Injection Livecast. It is a very weird time and only getting weirder. And we, we thank you for being with us. Uh, I'm Rob here with Noah. Hi. Who is not talking. Oh, <laughs> I'm Dick. sorry. Hey. And Darren. And, uh, and we are doing the show. The show is going to be not live. We're posting it on Wednesday morning uh, because of the music industry blackout happening on Tuesday in respect to the protest. And, you know, I like to, we have a lot of fans that go back and listen to archives. So if you're listening in the future, if you're not listening on the week of June 2nd, 2020, there have, there, the world has completely changed in the last week or, or this country uh, in the sense of uh, there's been a week's worth of protests over the senseless murder of a innocent, well, innocent, relatively innocent black. Senseless you know, murders. Uh, yes, multiple murders. Uh, just the uh, injustice against black people, which was sparked by the murder of George Floyd, who uh, a cop uh, knelt on, uh, kneeled down on his neck. And uh, so there's been a ton of protests. There's been a lot of stuff going on. And uh, the shit has hit the fame, to put it simply. Would you guys agree? Well, I yep. saw some tweet that was like, uh, we're having like the Spanish flu epidemic and the Watts riots and the Great Depression all at the same time. Yeah, a good pretty way much. And yeah, since the year is less than halfway over. We still got a presidential election maybe happening, maybe, perhaps. Well. Here's here's what what kind of blew me away with this week. It's like you know this, the last three months, everyone's been holed up. Everyone's been kind of worried about the main global narrative, which is uh, coronavirus. And then uh, after this uh, protest, it seems like, in a way, a lot of us have forgotten about coronavirus. Yeah, it seems and, like that people can only handle one horrible thing at a time. Like yeah. because of this <laughs> shit happening, everyone's. Uh, fear of contagion just suddenly disappeared because people are walking around like nothing is fucking happening yeah. without masks and shit. I well, think I it's think, also well, a combination of that and the weather being really nice too. Well, I think. Uh, well, I think with the protests, I think it's just like, well, it's worth like this is uh, bigger than that. I think that I don't think yeah, it's just I agree. forgetting about it. Uh, but no, I, I, right. I wasn't only referring to the protests though. I mean, I feel like just people in general now are just flooding the streets too, like even not at the protest sites too. Oh, I think that's right. Like in my neighborhood, I, I actually feel like people are being more responsible. Like it, I'm seeing way more masks now. I, in my neighborhood, it might just be like, like white shaming. I don't know. Uh, Cause like everyone has it. But the thing about the protests that really kind of, uh, I don't want to say bother me, but concern me is like, I'm really afraid that in two weeks there's going to be a huge spike in these uh, coronavirus. Well, the uh, thing is, there, there probably is, and they're going to blame it on the protests. It's going to be like a convenient cudgel to like beat, beat the protesters over the head with, you know, and more like more of a way to get 
people sympathetic to cracking down on protesters in like a draconian fashion. So that sucks. And the, the, weird, the, the thing about these protests, I feel, the really like revolutionary thing is our access to video cameras is so much more widespread now that I feel like this is the first time that there is like clear cut documentation of, let's look at, you know, quote unquote, both sides of the uh, brutality by the police and excessive looting by dipshits who are in this for whatever, like, I don't know. Yeah, for their own uh, agenda. But like, for me, the, the police brutality is, is so eye-opening, especially since it's not only happening on people's cell phones, it's happening with live broadcasts on cable news. Like, there's no there's no sugarcoating it. It's like reporters are getting shot and stuff. It, it, it's, it's, been, it's been insane. I think it's also partly that, what you said, and in addition to that, there's also the effect of, this is a much like more, um, <coughs> bit, this is a bigger protest, I feel like, than the past ones have been too. Yeah. Like people are, a lot of people are just out of work now. They're home. Uh, they're more pissed off. They've been cooped up for three months, so yeah. they're all of this tension. They're broke, and they feel like the government hasn't done anything to assuage their brokenness or their hopeless situation. So it's a lot. It's a lot more of a powder keg this time than the other protests. Not that those other protests weren't huge or important, but I just feel like this is kind of a nexus of like seventeen different things happening at once. Definitely. And I feel like it really snowballed, like it started in Minneapolis and then seeing the police response to the protests in Minneapolis sparked all these other protests. And then mm -hmm. like it, to, I almost feel like people are getting different things out of it. Like to me, it exposed the police system has completely failed because there's been no policing. It's just been like brutal, like violence. Like I mean, there is. And yeah, they're and starting it, shit. They're starting shit. It seems like in, in these longer clips that I watch, it seems like the escalation starts by the cops, not by the protest. Almost and, always. And uh, the thing about the, the looters, like also I've been having conversations with you know, parents and, and older people and like trying to communicate to them <laughs> and like break the, the years of miscommunication. It's just like looting is, I think we'll all agree, like looting is bad and, and unnecessary uh, to a point. But, For the most part. Like, yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I just didn't me, want to derail you. I disagree with that statement. Okay, right? well, we can uh, get to the disagreement, but here's what I'm, what I'm trying to get at. Right, like, that's why I let you go. I, 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 don't, I don't blame the looters. It's not the looters' fault that there is looting. The, the looters, like the people who have the mindset of looting, will always exist in any society. What's preventing them from looting is there was no distraction to loot and the distraction to loot is because there's these protests and there's these this unrest and why is there this unrest because of the inaction by police so to me it's like the looting the looters just have an opportunity who created the opportunity the police so they're the ones to blame not not the not the looters that's my view i agree with you like 90 percent where i would disagree with you is i would say that uh and i don't i don't ascribe uh, some kind of bad intentions to looters, like as if they're just they're just all criminals waiting for an opportunity to go to Target and pull a TV yeah. out. I think a lot of them are just like outraged people looking for an outlet to to fuck somebody, and also they might need a TV because they're broke. Yeah. 
or they might need money or they might sell the TV to feed their children or get medicine because the government's not taking care of them. So why should I side with Target uh, who makes, you know, three and a half trillion dollars every year over somebody who might die if they don't get that TV and sell it for something they need? I, I do want to caveat my point, but go, go ahead, Sid. You go. I wasn't trying to be critical of you. No, no, no. You're right. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't think I don't think you're good. Go ahead, Sid. It's just a hopelessness of like we've protested before. Nothing yeah. changes, so no one's going to give me reparations. Let me go get some because this is the only thing we're going to get out of this. So if I can get a TV set for risking my life every time I'm out in public, then all right, better than nothing. It's understandable. My only issue with the looting is. Don't fuck up mom and pop stores. Don't fuck yeah. up your own neighborhood. Go to the big chain places. Go to the rich neighborhoods. Do it there. Because, like, you're only hurting your own community when you fuck up, like, the local mom and pop pharmacy. Well, like, you want to fuck up a CVS, go ahead. But, like, just be a little Why? bit more But doesn't CVS selective. also, like, employ people in a community? Yeah. Isn't that, like, you're, like now people can't, can't go to work well, or look, able for to go example, to work? To, to your point, though, well, yeah. like with Target, that Target that was destroyed, Target said they they uh, support the protests. They're not going to, like, they had insurance. They're going to pay all the employees of that store as they would be paid. Uh, these are giant corporations. Yeah. They could they could afford, they have, like, the insurance to cover, like, it's not going to affect them. Like, I get, I get your point. There's people, there's employees that work there and all that stuff, but, like, uh, in the in the grand scheme of things, they're already being taken advantage of anyway yeah. by that corporation. So and I saw half a dozen stories of like restaurant owners and small business owners. They all like I'm gonna say all all the ones that I saw, you know, burn my shit down. I support you. There was so many of those that were like, this is I I can't what what's happening now is out of my control. And if my restaurant got burned as a result of it, that sucks. But that's like you know I still support your cause and I. But like I've seen so many of those stories that it was kind of actually heartwarming. But still, better to not burn down those particular stores and just be more, you know, guided. I mean, be a guided I, missile instead of just like a grenade. I understand your point, but I just feel like this is this is not something you can even bottle up. Like it's just it's that big now. It's that um, that much frustration that like. This needs to be a disruptive thing. Like it can't just be easy for everybody. And we, oh, we only get, I think that it needs to be like a whole society changing thing. And it's gonna just really affect everybody. If it just only affects, you know, if it, if it was that targeted, I don't think it would be that effective to be quite honest with you. Okay. Not that I, I'm not taking sides or saying it's right that somebody lost their business or whatever, but it's just larger, larger than like the genie's out of the bottle. Fair. You can't really stuff it back in. That's fair. So how does this end? What do you guys think? Like what? Well, yeah. are you asking me how should it end or how is it going to end? Because if it's the second thing, let's I let's do both. <laughs> How's it going to end? I honestly, I can't even sit here and make a. I'm just trying. Like, what's the next chapter here? Like, I like who would have thought it would have gotten to this really? But like. You mean it like just, the next chapter just, in American history or like, yeah, I, I really, no, I really like, think, like the immediate, like the next page of, of this. Uh, I think like, they're going to ramp up the martial law stuff. I think that we, right now in one day, we went from no curfew in New York to 11 p.m. to 8 p.m. That was 8 like, p.m. It was like three hours later that they moved it. So clearly like 
someone made a decision somewhere in a back room somewhere like, no, fuck 11, we're going to do eight now. Eventually it's going to be, hey, let me see your papers. You know, Unless there's some resolution to this, we're going to be in Gestapo Nazi Germany. Like, why are you on the streets? They already did that law that says that like Antifa is a terrorist organization, which they know very well that it's not an organization. It's just anybody who claims to be Antifa is Antifa, you know, anyone who's an anti-fascist. So you're just saying being opposed to fascism is against the law. So anyone, that means they can just fuck with anybody at all, which they're going to use. You know? I don't like the way you look. Get up against the wall type of shit. Agreed. It's scary. And it's like, where are these uh, Second Amendment uh, folks right now? <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> like, where are those guys? Uh, the same people that wanted, they, uh, they wanted to, they wanted to reopen the country because we're a nanny state so that they could go get haircuts. And now all of a sudden they like curfews. Yeah. Curfews are great, guys. I love curfews. I like staying in my bunker. And nobody better come into my bunker or I'll shoot them. But they also know that if they're out with their rifles after 8 o'clock, the cops will just look at them and nod and send them on their merry way. Right. They're fine. Well, that's what they think. This always starts with the other person. And then it always comes around to the person who was on board with the fascism. Like, that guy's not He might... The, you know, they might be focusing on rounding up all the, the hippies and the, the black people and everybody else first, but once they're all put away, they're going to come around for you too. All the poor people, they don't, they don't, you don't matter to them. Believe me, you don't matter. Just because you are a Trump supporter and you got a rifle, doesn't make a fucking difference. The people on Epstein Island, those are the ones that matter first, and then you're in this other group here with all of us. Mm. You're, you're with all the jerk-offs. I personally, as far as how this is going to end, I'm more cynical. I think people have a short attention span and this is just going to be like the Occupy movement. And in a few weeks, the majority of the people will get bored of it and just stop coming out and it'll just peter out that way. But the Occupy movement wasn't, didn't peter out because of a lack of attention span. It was crushed. It was crushed by fucking Obama and Bloomberg. They went in there and like rousted the tents and like threw people in prison which is the same thing that they're doing now. So I don't disagree with you that it might end, but it's going to end because the government doesn't fucking like that shit and they have all the tanks. Yeah. Occupy, Occupy was squashed to shit. They were, they were actually like a burgeoning movement and Obama said, nope, fuck this shit. But there were still people like showing up on Wall Street every day. It was just fewer and fewer and fewer. Yeah, they yanked, they yanked the uh, organi- whatever organization there was, such as it was, they got rid of it. I feel it'll probably be a combination of the two scenarios where that we would like as a nation and the media will move on to the next narrative, like the next wave of coronavirus now that the nation is reopening slowly. And and then this will kind of be on the back burner. I, I, don't, until, I don't until until this cop who's now been who's now in custody uh, hasn't been charged yet. When he has his trial and then he's found not guilty, then then there will be more riots. I, I just think we're we're past the point of news cycles. Like I think just this is people are home all day with nothing to do but watch the world collapse. And I think you're just gonna see more and more desperation and not, you know, people not uh, not expecting the government to come and do anything for them or the cops. Like 
what blows my mind is it's an international protest now as well. There's protests in Paris, at the U.S. Embassy in London. It's everywhere. Like, it, it's a lot of bottled up resentment. Um, and resentment so, towards the, the authority figures in those countries, too. Like, it's sort of a way of flipping off their own government, even though ours is worse. Yeah. There's elements and, of that everywhere. And the thing I, I one one thing I do want to quickly point out before we uh, uh, talk about one of the worst takes about this <laughs> from a surprising <laughs> how which source. one there was so many. Uh, but uh, one thing uh, that I feel like uh, liberals shouldn't say, or I mean, you could say whatever you want, but like you know, this isn't all because of Trump. This has been going on far before Trump. Oh yeah, like Trump. Trump is a symptom of it, not the cause. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I also sympathize with people who do do that, Rob, what you're saying, like for the instinct to be like, fuck Trump, we got to get Trump up because Trump is without a doubt an evil piece of shit. Like there's no defending Trump. I just think that there's a, there's a, like people have been baking in this oven of like Trump is the, everything that's fucked up about the U.S. started on January 20th, 2017. Yeah. And that leads to so many cascading shitty takes, you know, that if we just mm-hmm. get rid of Trump, we'll be right back on the That's path. it. That's the thing. Also, don't say, like, we need to return to normal. There's no normal. There will never yeah, be a return to there yeah, normal. Normal sucked. Done. Normal fucking sucked. That's why yeah. Trump won in the first place. Normal <laughs> is what led to where we are here. If we go back to normal, it'll just lead us back here. <laughs> it'll lead us to another Trump that's not obsessed with tweeting at Ben Midler. Like, well, a guy that can actually <laughs> focus on the shit that he's... Like, look, this is, this is Trump, a guy that has an ADIQ that can barely tie his own shoes. And look what's happening. Put an efficient guy there. And imagine, yeah, imagine if it was Mike happened. Pence. <laughs> exactly. Like well, Mike, Pence, can well, Mike Pence isn't famous enough to get elected president. Trump got in because okay, he was but already... If, if he's, saying if we removed, he's saying if also if we removed Trump, yeah, he was impeached and Mike Pence became the president. Mm. But my, we can joke about Mike Pence all day long. He's a weirdo. He's in love with his... Uh, he thinks his wife is his mother or whatever. <laughs> he's a competent government official. Like, he knows how to use... And a great machine. liar. Uh, yes, and he's, he's the, honestly, I, I, I had never been more scared. Uh, sorry to interrupt, Aaron, than the vice presidential debate debate where he demolished Tim Kaine. Like I, could, uh, I was blown away by it. I mean, he, for, you know, it's not that hard. But Kane <laughs> Cook could demolish uh, Tim Kaine. Let's be real. Uh, so, so this bad take comes from the ultimate, the worst take. I would say the, the worst take of the week. New segment uh, comes from Christ Novosaulik. Am I saying that right? <laughs> sure. I think so. Christ we don't know him the proper pronunciation yeah, anymore. Uh, he is the guy that played behind Kurt Cobain in Nirvana. No, I don't want to. I don't want to be the that tall bass man. He was uh, the uh, not not Cameron from the Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but close. That's it. <laughs> So uh, he had a surprising take, I guess. Uh, he writes today. Uh, based, so yesterday, uh, to give a little context, Trump finally said something. And I don't know why anybody wanted him to say anything because he just made things worse. And he said there would be like, like it was like essentially a fascist speech. Uh, and he, that there would be law and order and that there, there would be, you know, these people are, are uh, like, like 
uh, ruining the name of, of the memory of George Floyd and all this stuff. And then as this was happening, there was a peaceful protest going on uh, two blocks away from the White House. And then the military showed up and gas bombed this peaceful protest away so that Trump could just walk over to the church that was burning the night before and hold up a Bible. So Upside with that- down. With Spoiler that context, alert, we have that Bible. Coming up next. Uh, with, the Wonder uh, Bible. So he writes, wow. It's charging, it's charging right now. I, I know many of you can't stand him. However, this is Chris, Christ, Novoselic. Uh, Trump knocked it out of the park with his speech. Ugh. I drove from Waukecum to Seattle and back today and have seen countless fellow Washingtonians on the road. I did not see any violence, but, oh God, but a Tesla supercharging station at an Auburn mall was closed off by police. Is that like the whitest thing you've ever heard? Yes. <laughs> uh, driving, I passed by regular folks who are already stressed by the COVID situation. Now, social media and television are looping images of societal breakdown. I agree. The president should not be sending troops into states, and he legally might not be able to anyway. Nevertheless, his tone in the speech is strong and direct. I have been watching the images in the media and thinking about how polarized our country is. I mean, even wearing medical masks in public could be seen as a political statement. The violence, and not the protests, appear uh -oh, as a leftist insurrection. Imagine if so-called patriot militias were raising this kind of hell. If this were the case, left-wing people would welcome federal intervention. Are you sure about that? Uh, most Americans want peace in their communities, and President Trump spoke to this desire. This makes no sense. He's saying, like, military force will bring peace. That's, that's not how that works. Uh, most Americans want peace in their communities, and President Trump spoke to this desire. Never mind the legal details that few understand. Trump said he would stop the violence, and this speaks to many. Like, who the fuck are you, dude? And the best is someone, someone noted that in the comments he wrote, I voted for Gary Johnson in 2016. <laughs> I mean, uh, you'd think if uh, he was just louder about that in 2016, Gary might have actually won if he just had that crucial Christo Veselich endorsement. Would have put him hurt. over the top. Hmm? He couldn't have got much less than he did <laughs> anyway. Uh, but that's sort of a, an outgrowth of like fetishizing tone in politics like on both sides like i feel like the libs do this where it's um you know obama's i miss the days of obama when he was like throwing kids in concentration camps and all this stuff but he was witty and charming and intelligent and gave soaring speeches so that made me feel good and that's the last that i have to worry about uh, politics and policy and bad things happening. So it's the same thing with Trump. Oh, he came out and he made a forceful statement. Well, what he said was like out of a fucking totalitarian nightmare. I don't care. He said it. He said it so forcefully. <laughs> That's I. It's just a he was politicking. That's yeah, politicking. It's, uh, today is the day Trump became a, a president. Yeah. Threatened to have the military attack his own people. Can we just start like listening to what these people are actually saying and watch what they do rather than like what kind of fucking speech they made? It just sickens me that that's what we care. It's the only thing we care about. 
Right, and only also like people know that he has writers, like just like a whole team of people who tell him what to say. I think Trump probably has the least writers, to be quite honest with you, of any of them. Like I feel like they might put a paper. Oh no, no, no! no. Last last yesterday's speech was you could tell that like it was it was workshopped like thirty times over, and they like they they had like Jared come in and be like, all right. Uh, Don, listen, I know you like to be off the cuff. I know you like to talk about Russia, but like you, this, on this particular instance, you absolutely have to stick to the script. You cannot say yeah, anything, know. you know? And I think- have you, I, have you ever seen a photo of like his binder and how they have to like print it out like in like, oh, it's like size in 48 font. font? Yeah. They have to yeah. carve it into the side of a mountain so you can see it. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, you know, I, I, I do feel like uh, the, not that this isn't something that needs to be addressed, but I feel like, uh, you know, we, we, we can transition a little into something that is a little more lighthearted and something we can all agree on, and that's Mike Francesa's New York accent. <laughs> because just a quick, a quick segment, just to like, like a palate cleanse. Uh, it has Mike Francesa given a take on the uh, on the rioting and the protests. No way. Uh, well, I don't listen to his show. I, I rely on the Twitter uh, account back after this uh, to provide me with my Mike Francesa news. And so far they have not posted anything related to that. And I can't imagine he would. But he, I don't doubt he said something. Yeah, he comments on everything. He oh, thinks okay. his opinion is the most important one. He must have said something. I'm trying to find it now. You can keep going. Well, while, while you do that, I do. let me uh, uh, share this screen because uh, there are some great clips that that popped up in the last few days. So here is Mike Francesa. I, did we cover this on the show? And if we did- That one, no. Again? No, we I didn't. I don't think so, yeah. So he talks about The Last Dance, that documentary about the Chicago Bulls that we brought up a few times. And uh, here's his opinion. So I thought it was pretty good. I thought overall, I thought the storytelling in there was, was really good. The only thing I'd say is I think sometimes they went to great lengths to create a saga for every game. And that's hard to do. Because not every game is a saga. Some games are a saga. You had the saga of a saga. This game is a saga. I'll tell you, I don't like those <laughs> saga games because they always want nothing, 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 two one, one two, two nil. You know, I don't like I don't like sagas. Sagas Listen, are always boring. Do you think Listen, Mike Francis has ever said the word nil? <laughs> Listen, what are you doing with the nil? It's a zero, okay? It's a zero. <laughs> why, it's why do you put that line through the zero? Get that line I, out of there. Well, don't I really don't, and another, they also have added two to seven, too. What are you doing? I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> seven or zero, make up your mind. Why you? There's ten numbers, okay? Why are you crossing out two of them? Crossing out two of them? Why not put a line through an eight? Why not put a line through a, through a tree? doesn't make any sense. Okay. <laughs> Listen, you want to talk saga? I was with my wife last night. I was drinking some tea. I had a biscuit. I sagaed it in there. It was nice. It was a nice saga. It was soggy nice soft. and everything. It makes everything so. I put ice cubes in my cereal too. I don't know if you know about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, what is that, moms? They do that in Europe? Okay, I'm not doing it anymore. I don't want to be a saga fan. I'm not a big fan of the sagas. <laughs> and also another thing uh, with the zero two. How do you say it's two nothing? You don't put the zero first. Anybody, anybody who's watched sports, and you could, I can, if I'm wrong, you could tell me. I've been watching sports, okay, sixty years. I've never <laughs> seen Mets nothing, Phillies two in my life. 
You don't do it. It's just not done. Mets two, Phillies nothing. Is how you <laughs> All right. I want to hear about this nil. I know this nil crap. Nil, null, nullos, no nullos. <laughs> and these people, it's a whole saga where they're cutting off their, 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 their you know, I can't say it on the air, you know what. Uh, so I guess it's that Monza's. I do call Monza dick quite often. That's good. Uh, <laughs> interchangeable word for penis now. Okay. The great lengths to create a saga for every game. And that's hard to do because not every game is a saga. Some games are a saga. You had the saga of uh, I don't understand what he's game, talking about anymore. S A G A, Noah. S A G A. It's a it's saga. It's not a saga. He's if saying, I can uh, interpret Mike speak, he's saying that it, uh, some games are just regular games, and the, the, this documentary tried to make them all into like. Into, oh. Yeah, and yeah, okay. it, it, it over dramatized some of these games where it's like this wasn't a legendary game. It was just like it was a game. It's fine. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't a saga. <laughs> okay. So with that knowledge. I, I don't think every game has a saga to it. It's really grueling to be that good for that long. That's really the, the saga. But they almost made it seem like every game had a it's saga a to it. It's looping now. It's no, oh, I, see. I see. I see. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that's just more. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Every game has a great storyline to it. Some of them are just final games. You know that? That have good endings, bad endings. Not every game has a saga to it. And it almost seemed like <laughs> they tried the to make... Why does his logo not have a mouth? The most famous <laughs> thing about him is his fucking mouth. Yeah, and the logo and doesn't have teeth. a mouth. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Maybe he didn't. he's like, get that mouth out of there. Maybe that, that mouth maybe is a saga. Not every mouth has to be a saga. <laughs> Not every face has to have a mouth. Not every mouth has to have a saga. Uh, back after this. Why? So why? So maybe that's that thing that was. I thought it was his nose. Maybe that's his mouth. And it's just too high. And they were like, oh, we fucked up. Oh. But we only got enough budget to do one thing, so we can't fix it. Oh my god. Maybe he can only be the mouth in the room. Like he's so, like um, possessive. Not even a cartoon mouth, please. He can't maybe, even compete with himself. Right. Maybe the saga of this is that he talked so much that his mouth fell out. <laughs> <laughs> it could seem like every one of these games, even games that are you know ninety six fifty four have a have a saga to them. No, they don't. They're blowouts. Well, they have a saga to them. But that's the story. They ran him out of the gym. Hey, that's the it lowest happens. amount of points any but team's ever scored in the finals game. That's a saga right there. He's saying, that's a saga. He's saying, in fact, forget that he's pronouncing it wrong. He, this is not what the word saga yeah. means to begin with. Like A saga is the whole story. It's yeah. not like the narrative of the story. It's yeah. the whole thing. So even if it has no, what he's calling a saga, it's still a saga. Yeah. It's just not an interesting one. You, you talk for a living. Why can't you just learn what words mean? <laughs> and then pronounce them correctly. But first work on yeah. using the right word. Baby steps. Baby steps. Sager. Well, <laughs> there's a few clips I wanted to play. This one is just audio only. Yeah, I liked it. It was a good write. And then um, since this...
Can we read what that text says? Uh, call it says, amazing. Mike. Call, caller asked Mike Francesa if he's ever seen the movie Sleepers with Kevin Bacon and Robert De Niro. Mike thinks the guy made it up. He's always <laughs> on high alert. He's always on high alert for sleep jokes. It's oh, pick this one to sleep. Clip. But this was a sleep joke. Like he slipped in sleepers to make fun of Mike Francesa. But the joke is Mike doesn't know that it's a real movie. But he's right that it's a sleep joke. Oh my God. Let's hear this. Yeah, I liked it. It was a good right. And then um, since this pandemic, I've been working, so I've been happy. But the one movie. Also, I wanted, now I remember why I wanted to play this clip. Not necessarily because of the sleeper joke. This is the most Long Island talk show fucking accent I've ever heard. This <laughs> I've been working a lot. I mean, with the pandemic and everything. I feel like we've played um, a clip from Mike Francesa where someone trolls him on the phone and the guy sounded the same. It's like all either the same guy keeps getting in again and Mons doesn't write the phone number to block him <laughs> or Noah, everybody that calls the show sounds the same. I was going to say, no, it's not the same guy. But it's the same. Guy. <laughs> yeah. <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. that I seen that I thought was really good years that ago, I and I'm just really getting I seen the movie Sleepers with Kevin Bacon, and it, I didn't really enjoy it. I fell asleep because there was no saga to it. I just didn't want to stay awake. And yeah. Good, right. And then um, since this pandemic, I've been working, so I've been happy. But the one yeah. movie that I seen that I thought was really good years ago, and I'm just getting your opinion on it. What did you think of that movie? It came out in 1996 called Sleepers. It had Kevin Bacon, Robert De Niro. You know, it was a, it was, it's an old one, but did you ever see Sleepers? And what did you think of it? Just your opinion. Never heard of it. Oh, you got to look it up. Yeah, I yeah, I don't think it has. I don't think there is such a movie. So, but that's okay. Uh, Rich in Tampa Bay, what's up, Rich? Uh, that's his response. He can't be like, uh, "Oh, you making fun of me for sleeping?" Like he has to just say it doesn't exist. I know. And there's so, no way he didn't see that movie with that cast and that setting. He 100% saw that movie. He was invited to the premiere. Yeah. Fuck out of here, Mike. Uh, oh, I, I love response, but before this, I here's what here's like a super cut. We don't have to watch all of it. Of Mike talking about how great his seats were. I'm not telling you I'm in the best seats. I never I never discuss where I sit unless somebody asks. Somebody brings it up to me. I never ever bring it up ever. What you talking about, Mister? I was sitting in the giant seats. Where, you know, meaning the, the good giant seats where the family sits. Because I think, if I remember right in that game, uh, Judy Parcells was sitting next to me, I believe. Uh, I just I could not see his leg. Well, who is Judy Parcells? Just to, for Bill Parcells' wife, the head coach. I mean, you could be sitting in the nosebleeds. If Judy P is sitting next to you, those are the best seats in the house. That's a great, great lady. What, she get hand jobs or something? What's so great about sitting next to her? Best yeah, lasagna a- in the business. I was sitting there, it was the third quarter, Giants are up, 21-0, boring game, no saga, and Judy reaches over. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? You know, you're the coach's wife. And I'm like, uh, she's just like, let it happen. So I'm like, okay, all right. She reaches in, she grabs the old brajol. <laughs> you know, one thing lets another. By the fourth quarter, my underwears are soaked. Uh, my back effort. <laughs> 
seats so from where I was sitting. So, I uh, I mean, I had a good seat, but I, I, it's just that it, sitting on my seat where it's always been the same right on the finish line, I thought real quiet at once. And, you know, people <laughs> talk line. about winning it, you know, real quiet. I was sitting here on the finish line, and I thought real quiet had won. I mean, that's how close the race was. You're zero zero. The building very tense. I was in there. I was sitting right behind your bench. You're in there, game seven. Uh, I would say he didn't. I, you guys can remember, look it up and see if he did. I don't remember. I was sitting right behind the plate, uh, but I with dog. I don't remember if he gave up a run. I was right there in Arizona, sitting in the second row, game seven, eighth inning. One, two, three, struck out the side, gave up a single. I, this is the best Twitter account. Like, also, could you imagine? You really have to, like, hand it to what kind of reach Mike Francesa has for him to have such an audience that people are, like, so familiar with him that, like, yeah. <laughs> to, 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 to work on a super cut like this. His audience to... knows him better than he knows himself. It's oh, yes. For sure. For sure. Um, I wasn't going to play this, but I saw this as a response to this. To that tweet, it says, Pete in the Bronx, who averaged 40 uh, points per game at St. John's and had an audition with the Knicks, wants to talk to Mike Francesa about gay players in the NBA. This is a classic this, one. Whoa. Uh, and and it, is, it is Pride Month, so this is... <laughs> Pete in the Bronx, what's up, Pete? Hey. Yes, Pete. I had a question in regards to the NBA, mm -hmm. like gay players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And I understand that they're not allowed. I have to say, to... right now, just hearing uh, this caller's He's... voice, the tension in my body is like watching a horror movie <laughs> and knowing there's a murderer on the other side of the door. <laughs> and I'm like, no! Like, the murderer's I'm... name is Mike Francesa, about to murder the English language. <laughs> wait, so I was thinking... Wait, 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 start again, start again. I had a question and wanted to talk about gay players in the NBA. Right and how the WNBA ticket sales are struggling and how both forces can join together to make the ticket sales increase in the WNBA since gay players are not allowed to play in the NBA. Who ever told you that? I just want to give another note to Mons. Please tell callers to turn their radio down before you put them on there. <laughs> Seriously. Good point. Yes, exactly. Um, basically, there's a lot of discrimination. In fact, really, how would you how, how, and, and explain to me, uh, Pete? How are they? How are they deciding that uh, someone's gay in, in, in the NBA? Whenever there's any. Oh. How do I know? How do I know? What do they put a camera oh. in the in the hotel oh. room? Oh, what are they doing? Are they uh, asking them to take it up the brush hole? <laughs> basically, Mike <laughs> is implying that there's a don't ask, don't tell policy, and that's fine. So, what's the problem? Discrimination in fact. Really, how would you how, how, and, and explain to me, uh, Pete? How are they how are they deciding that uh, someone's gay in, in, in the NBA? Whenever there's any media circles going around gay players for some strange reason, mm -hmm. people just never seem to back them up or support them. Well, you think you know who? What makes you think you know what players are? I actually are auditioned gay. for the Knicks a couple years ago, and basically, I never got a call back, and I was discriminated. Oh, against. really? Was, what? What? Where'd you play college ball? I played college at St. John's. At, at St. John's. St. John's, yes. Oh, you, oh, you did. Say that again. Oh, oh so what, what's your name again? Full name. Oh, what? No. This is, this is uncomfortable. This is so uncomfortable. Oh, oh, okay, oh yeah, you did. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what are your credentials? Well, uh, Mike is an alum of St. John's, so he knows every single player who's ever played. He'd instantly uh, be able to sniff out a fake. 
Uh, my name I don't is... even I don't even believe this guy's gay. Uh, Mons, get his number and see if he'll give me oral uh, to prove himself. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't I don't believe this. I think this is one of those uh, losers that hangs on the air for they call the phone for ninety minutes to try to talk. He's not really gay. It sounds like he's uh, one of those uh, gay for pay guys where he'll only uh, do, do a little blow if you give him twenty bucks. I mean, not, not that it listen, hey, 20 bucks is 20 bucks, but uh, I mean, I am worth a fortune. How do you think I got that way? Anyway. And how many points did you average in St. John's? Like 40 points a game. Oh, okay. So, really? Okay. <laughs> you forgot that that's my that's, that's the one. That's what he's the most offended by, that he lied about stats. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't possibly have 40 points. <laughs> what are you, Michael Jordan? Oh, come how many on points now. did you average in St. John's? Like 40 points a game. Oh, okay. So, really? Okay. You forgot that that's my response. alma mater. Oh, my God. Play that again. Okay. Please play And how many points did you average at St. John's? Like 40 points a game. Oh, okay. So, really? Okay. You forgot. Really? It's like that. It's like that sound effect that we would play on the show of him just like mumbling. Yeah, it's totally that same affectation. That's my alma mater, I hope, you know. So, I mean, pick a why don't you pick a school somewhere obscure? You picked St. John's University. I mean, it only went there. <laughs> you scored 40 points well, a game. Well, you were yeah. in there when Pete was playing, Mike. You're 100 scored yeah. 40 points a game. He exactly. still gets the newsletters, Darren. Be respectful. <laughs> he knows. He would know. Oh, what is this screen cap? He looks like a pissy teenage girl. What is going ah. on? He's, this is the shot from when he was told that guy scored 40 points a game. <laughs> uh, 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 no, uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, my God. Well, this one seems more sports-related. It says, Mike Fritz has to discuss his potential FSU-Maryland matchup in the 2017 NCAA tournament and somehow manages to break down the game for more than two minutes despite clearly knowing nothing about either team. Oh, my but God. Do we want to hear I, that one? I, I, I think this one – Seems more every week during the NFL season, Mike Francis. I can't believe what week it is. All right, uh, we have already hit week two here. It goes very fast before you know it. We'll be down the line. We'll be talking about week five and week eight and week ten. It's amazing how fast yes, this that's league how goes. That works. Thank week you. five, amazingly, goes flying along. We're in the month of October <laughs> in the league where we play for pay. <laughs> That and is you know the what happens after week five? Catchphrase. Week six. Like my call of peak. This is game for pay. Uh, this is pay for play. Week six already. Uh, so fast. Uh, week seven. Already, believe it or not. Already, believe it or not. This is me week number eight trying to figure out we- time during the pandemic. Basically. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't relate. The now, so so there are some days where I wake up and I'm like, wait, what day is it? Is it Saturday? I mean, five five of was, there was a survey that was like uh, 80% of Americans have had trouble remembering what day it is. Or something like that. Yeah. That's we say goodbye to October for a week of, believe it or not, number nine as we make the transition. <laughs> I don't week believe it. Week 10 already. It's amazing, huh? Uh, you say it every year. You get back after, you know, you take off the end of the summer like everybody does. You get back everybody. for Labor Day and you say how fast it goes. It goes so fast. I mean, it's already Thanksgiving next week. It's crazy. 
And they're predicting snow tomorrow. It's time moving in the exact same way that it does at all times <laughs> since the creation of the universe. It's just insane. I This reminds me of uh, when they played that music, like he gets into his football picks and spiel. And he goes, da 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 And it's like that. It just reminds I think I've talked about this on the show before, but there's a show called uh, Fred's Pro Football Picks. And it's on the, the public access channel here in New York. And it's just this 60-year-old ex like uh, drummer in a band, hippie Guido, who's now a Trump supporter, who does his he goes through all the football picks, just holding the newspaper. He's got a blackboard, he writes the over, whatever it is. I'm picking the Jets. And then they have all these inside jokes and memes that make no sense. And he goes off on these tangents. And he's got a, a couple of other Guido guys there, and he's got a broad with a bikini on or something. And like, just it's it's the funny. Like, I keep meaning to like pull audio from it. It's just hard because. Can you like record it off your TV or something? I'd have to hold, it. sit there, and hold my phone up. To it. <laughs> but I, 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 it's a real pain in the ass. That's why I haven't done it. This would you would all lose your mind. It's so fucking funny. It's hilarious. I'll have to get get on that. It just reminds me of Mike Francesa doing his football picks because he's that guy. He's a little more polished, but not much. There's a there's a there's a parts in there where he goes off on Trump rants too. Like he he'll just he'll be talking about something and he'll relate it to Trump. And oh my was, god! This was I remember there was one like during the campaign, like in 2016, and he goes Trump, Trump, Trump. That's what we need. And I was like, that was the first, anytime when someone would say the word Trump, I would hear that guy's voice. Oh, yeah. go, Trump, Trump, Trump. That's what we need. Which I'm sure is a drop of me saying that now. <laughs> Good job. Um, you want Mike? Uh, no, I, I think that I think we've had enough of Mike. We've had <laughs> enough of Mike. Okay. Never. Uh, but wait, what about the Wonder Bible? Are we ever going to get to that? Oh yeah. So we're doing that now. Let's do it. So okay. uh, well, let's. Is it charged? Chat. It's charged. Yes. He just well, soaks it in holy water and it powers up. <laughs> well, I don't have that in my house, so I had to use a USB, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, let's play the commercial just one more time, just for uh, uh, newer newer viewers. Yeah, people who just started listening to our show last week, because I think it was two weeks ago that. That's yeah. right, and we have such sure. great such great reach that it happened. Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The words of the Bible are a guiding light for the faithful. Now, the spoken word of God can be heard anytime. And God said, anywhere. Let there be light. Introducing Wonder Bible, the incredible Bible that speaks. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Wonder Bible presents the entire Old and New Testaments in an unforgettable. You get the point. Seriously, it just seems like the biggest. It's like, this could be an app. But uh, so, Darren, you found one in the wild. Where did you yes. find it? I bought it online. I bought it for the show. Oh, I went to the Wonder Bible website, and uh, it's just a little red thing. It's very cheap. It's the cheapest plastic you can imagine. It's got the little charging thing here, and what you do is it looks is, like a cassette player, like a Walkman. It does, it and it even has a Walkman. Like the volume is not even digitally controlled. It's, you, you can see it. It's this thing, like those those transistor radio dials. <laughs> it's like the a center mouse wheel, right? Right, exactly. And that's it how looks, you do it. For for all like the the guitar gearheads, it looks like a Line Six pod. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's a very inside gear joke. So you dial the verse you want, and here's the downside of the Wonder Bible: is you cannot dial up a specific verse. Like if you want. 
Ezekiel 23, 20. You got to just start at Ezekiel 23, 1, and it just reads you the whole the whole chapter. So a lot of boring shit. Is there a fast forward button? There's no fast forward. You can only go to the next uh, chapter. Mm. So you can go to Ezekiel 24. Okay. But So I tried to find some some chapters that the entire thing was pretty funny or well i got one that's sexy uh i got one that's kind of sexy and slutty one that's cruelty <laughs> and one that's just plain weird Which are you, you wait are get? you describing these verses or each one of your co-hosts well uh... go either way. i'll leave it ambiguous <laughs> but which one is which there's also an ambiguous one <laughs> <laughs> all right I'm going to play, we have, well. Oh, no. Oh. It's the government. Oh, the hand of God has struck Darren down. Oh, no. <laughs> well, there's one. Oh, that, there he is. What, am I frozen? Whoa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Frozen? Now you're back. Because you were all frozen to me. Yeah, you froze for us. Yeah, I see. I just got an alert. It's that my God. He's connection. very angry. <laughs> I, got a, I got an alert that my internet connection is unstable. That is terrifying timing. All right, so should I play this? I'm going to dial it up. If some lightning comes down, it hits me. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is going to be Ezekiel 23:20, and it's about uh, two sisters that are whores and fucked members of the Assyrian army. Let's see if this works. Ezekiel chapter 23. The Lord came again unto me, saying, Son of man, there were two women, the daughters of one mother, and they committed whoredoms in Egypt. They committed whoredoms in their youth. Whoredoms? There were their whoredoms and sagas. And there they bruised the teats of their virginity. And the names of them were... I'm pausing it for laughing. They bruised the teats. <laughs> that is the worst. The you never want bruised teats. A sister, and they were mine, and they bear sons and daughters. Thus were their names, Samaria is Ahola, and Jerusalem, Aholibah. And Ahola played the harlot when she was mine, and she doted on her lovers, on the Assyrians, her neighbors. Did you hear that? I think they said that when she was nine. Was nine or mine? mine? Oh, mine. Okay, maybe I it's couldn't mine. Tell. Mm, I, I, I thought know, I heard nine. You, know, you never know with the Bible. I'm afraid to go back. I'll have to start. Could, could I also ask? This is not the voice that they advertise in the commercial. No, I think you get a random voice because I've heard other voices. Like I watched a couple of demonstration videos. And mm. Other voices on there too. That's kind of disappointed. I wanted that guy. Yeah. Blue captains and rulers, all of them desirable young men, horsemen riding upon horses. Thus she committed her whoredoms with them. With, with all the horses. Whoredoms. Hold with on. all on whom she doted. With all their idols, she defiled herself. Neither left she her whoredoms brought from Egypt. For in her youth, they lay with her. And they bruised the breasts of her virginity and poured their whoredom upon her. This is kind of hot. I have delivered her into the hand. Noah, do you want to go in the other room? Or you need a, you need a break? You want to go bruise up your teats? Yeah. <laughs> you want to commit some whoredom? <laughs> Well, I want somebody's whoredom all upon me, sure. <laughs> and not every whoredom has to have a saga, okay? <laughs> ...into the hand of the Assyrians upon whom she doted. These discovered her nakedness. They took her sons and her daughters and slew her with the sword. 
So she that had sons and daughters. Would those be considered children of whoredoms? Uh, children of hodoms. I oh, love yeah, that the band. New, the new slang would be hodom, right? So it's closer. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I have a question. Is like sword and like all these words like it's a euphemism, right? Like sword is the penis. I think this one was a literal sword, but there's some euphemisms coming up. Trust me. Ooh. And when her sister Holobus saw this, she was more corrupt in her inordinate love than she, and in her whoredoms more than her sister in her whoredoms. She doted upon the Assyrians, her neighbors, captains and rulers, clothed most gorgeously, horsemen riding upon horses, all of them desirable young men. Wait, the and horses are desirable young men? Can I just say also, this guy's voice is really bothered. Like, it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, it does, especially with what he's talking about. Yeah, hold him. One way. And then she increased her whoredoms. For when she saw men portrayed upon the wall, the images of the Chaldeans portrayed with vermilion, girded with girdles upon their loins, exceeding Ooh. attire upon their heads, all of them princes. Attire on their heads? Yeah, well, I think the girding their loins means that their their bulge was so big that they needed like they needed like they used to put a tire on their head. No, they needed support, not a, not attire. I think they meant attire with two T's. Oh, I thought they were putting like a tire on their head and like just being yeah. paraded around to be humiliated. I don't think they had tires. <laughs> I, I could be wrong though. Like chariot wheels. <laughs> None of this makes sense. The Babylonians of Chaldea, like the, best part's the land of their nativity. And as soon as she saw them with her eyes, she doted upon them and sent messengers unto them into Chaldea. And the Babylonians came to her into the bed of love, and they defiled her with their whoredom, and she was polluted with them, and her mind was alienated from them. So she discovered her whoredoms and discovered her nakedness. Then my mind was alienated from her, like as my mind was alienated from her sister. Yet she multiplied her whoredoms in calling to remembrance the days of her youth wherein she had played the harlot in the land of Egypt. For she doted upon their paramours, whose flesh is as the flesh of asses, and whose issue is like the issue of horses. That, you realize what he just said there? That no. Size of donkeys. The flesh was that of asses. And the issuance was like that of horses. Like they came as, as, as much as a horse did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is so fucking weird. Survival, uh, folks. The only th issue I, like I have with this is that you cannot select the verse. Like I feel like you gotta, the Bible is bad UI. Very, yeah, the Bible is extremely boring. And you have to get through a lot of boring bullshit to get to the good stuff. Wait, so how, how, how much of that Bible did you have to listen to just to pull up that clip? Well, I knew of that clip, so I just Googled what the, what the chapter was. And then I knew, I, I entered, you, what you do is like, there's a little code on the back here. I don't know if you can see it. But oh it's God. like, you got to enter a, a numerical code to get the chapter you want. And it's, by the way, speaking of bad design, right? This is like the Old Testament. You see this? And where's the New Testament? Under here. Oh, God. Which is like terrible. It's like a sticker? It's a sticker on a sticker. So the sticker oh pulled God. off. I tried to lift it, and it pulled off half the writing on the bottom. Oh, my there. God. 
It's horrible. Like, why couldn't they just put it on a card? Which they did. It's in. The, there's also a, a book that tells you how to use Bible, <laughs> and there's like everything is in here too. So why did I need the sticker? I guess the sticker is if they put these in hotels or something, and you need the sticker on it. But I can't use the second sticker. What if I want to hear Jesus talk? That's all here, and it's all off. It's terrible, terrible design. Do you want to hear one more verse? Because I know it can be tedious, the fact that I can't. All right. This one is one of my favorites. This is. Uh, is, it, is there favorite? like a surprise me button where it just plays a random one? Yes, huh. there is. Okay. Oh, uh, my God. I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. It's like complicated. Uh, maybe for the next show, I'll do okay. a random verse. I have to figure it out. You got to program it to do that or something? Uh, you have to okay. program it to be random? That seems very not, tough. I like, mean, programming this? is probably. Well, it's very much like uh, the Bible. It's probably overstating the case to say you're okay. a programmer. But, uh, this is the verse about where God tells somebody that he has to cook his food over human shit. The inventor of holodiets. Well, that's where you actually eat your shit. <laughs> now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you, for to do them, that ye may live, and go in and possess the land, which the Lord God of your fathers giveth you. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did because of Baal uh, I think I got the wrong one. The, men of the Lord thy God hath destroyed them from among you. But he did oh, guys, I got the, the wrong first. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> this is live radio. Forgive me. Second verse, same as the last. By the way, while I look up the right one, we're getting the uh, we're getting the alert. The curfew the alert, curfew, yeah. yeah. Oh really? I don't hear anything in my neighborhood. No, no on, on our phone. phones. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Props oh. to all of us for muting our phone before the show started. Huh. Good job, guys. Mine, mine's I'm all the way. Did you hear mine? It was all the way over there. No. Okay, Exodus four twelve. The code is 102014. <laughs> All right, here we go. This should be right, I hope. Exodus chapter 14. 14? No, that's wrong. And the Lord's Spain. Sorry, guys. I'm fucking this up badly. Just, just bash it up against the wall. <laughs> Maybe that'll work. Jesus Christ. Exodus chapter 4. <laughs> no. Sorry. We can cut this out, right? <laughs> nope. No, you're going to send this video to them and they're going to give you a refund. It's a fucking defective Wonder Bible. <laughs> well, the whole thing is kind of shitty and defective to begin with. That's probably, <laughs> it's not designed very well. And how much did it cost? $25. Okay. One, two, six, oh, oh, four. Boom. Ezekiel chapter 4. That's it. Now also, son of man, make thee a tile, and lay it before thee, and portray upon it the city, even Jerusalem, and lay a siege against it, and build a fort against it, and cast a mount against it, set the camp also against it, and set battering rams against it round about. Moreover, take thou unto thee an iron pan, and set it for a wall of iron between thee and the city, and set thy face against it, 
and it shall be besieged, and thou shalt lay siege against it. This shall be a sign to the house of Israel. Lie thou also upon thy left side, and lay the iniquity of the house of Israel upon it, according to the number of the days that thou shalt lie upon it, thou shalt bend. God says you have to lay in one place on your left side for as many days that Israel is being besieged in this uh, siege that someone's doing to Israel. And then he has to flip over and do it on his right side. You'll see. Do what? Lay there. For I have laid upon thee the years of their That doesn't sound so bad to Rob. Yeah. I feel like this was like there was a war going on and this guy didn't want to go and fight. They're like, hey, how come you're not... There's a sea <laughs> happening. How come you? Well, God told me I had to lay Lying here. Again yeah. on thy God right totally side. told me to do And thou shalt bear the iniquity of the house of Judah forty days. Judah. I have appointed thee each day for a year. Therefore, thou shalt set thy face toward the siege of Jerusalem, and thine arm shall be uncovered, and thou shalt prophesy against it. And behold, I will lay bands upon thee, and thou shalt not turn thee from one side to another. Mm till thou hast ended the days of thy siege. Take thou also unto thee wheat, and barley, and beans, and lentils, and millet, and pitchers, and put them in one vessel, and make thee bread thereof, according to the number of the days that thou shalt lie upon thy side. Three hundred and ninety days shalt thou eat thereof. And thy meat, which thou shalt eat, shall be by weight, twenty shekels a day. From time to time shalt thou eat it. Wait, they had shekels back then? Yeah, shekels come from the Bible. Hmm. Part of an hymn. From time to time shalt thou drink, and thou shalt oh. eat it as barley cakes, and thou shalt bake it with dung that what? cometh out of man in their sight. <laughs> what? Said, Even thus Pause the it. children of Israel eat. Hold God on, told what? Them to God told him to cook his his meat over a fire fueled by human shit. And then the guy goes, no, I don't want to do that because I'm a vegan. And God says, okay, well, I'll compromise. You can use cow shit. Do <laughs> you want to hear the rest of it or you just want to trust me on that? <laughs> I'll trust you on that okay. one. What? I'm I sorry. Mean, what? If, if I'm this guy and God's like giving me all these rules and shit, and then all of a sudden like, wait, this is a cookbook? now like what the fuck <laughs> who are you why are you telling me all of this listen there's so much shit in the bible like that that just comes out of nowhere and means nothing and it's yeah. the mind of a crazy and also person. it's like doesn't god have better shit to do than to troll <laughs> this guy to cook with shit like seriously and then writing about it afterwards like it's not enough that you got this moron to do this you gotta fucking print it for everybody to laugh at him this doesn't make sense they didn't have TVs back then, so this is their entertainment. It's true. Really what this was, was like there was one dumb guy in the town and everybody's like, hey, you think we could get it to eat shit? Or cook with shit? Let's see. <laughs> and then everybody's like... They had a town meeting people. about it? Yeah. yeah. It was like proto-group texts. Like before group texts were a thing. They were just like, all talking behind do? this guy's back. Mm -hmm. Very sad. Darren's frozen, but it's such a happy face. Oh, shoot. Oh, no. Oh, you're right. He's gone now. Wow, God is really mad show. at him. Yeah. <laughs> this, I mean, this hasn't happened to Darren on the show before, so I truly believe that it's God smiting him. God is real. It's because he isn't cooking his food with human shit. 
<laughs> or cow dung. Um, well, I guess we'll wait a few moments for Darren to get back in. Uh, I do want to mention Emure. Oh, no. Oh, I was just checking Frankie Paw Mary's Twitter to see if there was like any, any fun stuff there. What did you well, do? Testing? We, we learned uh, <laughs> uh, that he, we started doing his podcast. And uh, uh, I wanted to maybe check in and see about that. Uh, but actually, I just remember that a fan sent us an article uh, that he wanted us to talk about. And I do want to discuss this. This is more pressing than Frankie Palmieri. Oh, it's not an article about uh -oh. Frankie Palmieri? No. Oh. Uh, the article says, uh, THC-infused semen can be a side effect of frequent marijuana use. So uh, basically, the article is saying that I have a THC in my in my semen. This is this is a good thing, right? This isn't a bad thing. I would hope so. Does the article say if you can get high off of that? That's the well, question. Well, let's see. Let's see. Uh, he says because then it's like I feel like if you could, then it's like a like kind of like recycling weed. Like you could smoke it and then. Well, I, I was going to say me, but I'm not going to do it. You could just drink it or something. I feel like this article was written by a pothead who just wants his girlfriend to go down on him more. That's all <laughs> this is. Well, Ben Adlin writes. <laughs> I Many see you, Ben. <laughs> uh, he says, many people have had to take a urine test for cannabis, perhaps a job requirement. Using the popular procedure... Marijuana metabolites can, in some cases, be detected for weeks after a person's last use. But here's a question. How many have thought to ask, can THC be detected in semen? According to a new study by a term of, of Harvard Medical School researchers, the answer is yes, at least sometimes. In a study of 12 participants who regularly consumed marijuana by inhalation, what a weird, like, just who smoked weed, uh, the researchers were able to detect Delta-9 THC, uh, the main psychoactive ingredient in cannabis, in two subjects' semen samples. I'm back. Yay! Oh, just well, in time so you, for you to t uh, hear Rob talking about semen samples. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I thought we were doing that from the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking hey. about... Uh, Sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm talking about THC-infused semen, Darren, uh, the possibility of it. There, so there was a study, uh, 12 participants who regularly consumed weed by smoking it. Two of them had THC in their cum. <laughs> uh, two semen samples, the report says, had insufficient volume to be analyzed. Oh, shit! Aww. Tiny loads! Those I'm sort of surprised they could only find 12 potheads willing to donate their semen for this. Maybe it's all they could afford. It's probably a small study. How much of a load do you think you need to, to analyze whether there's THC in it? I'd say like a three-day three day load. How many cups is that? Cups? Jeez. <laughs> oh, my God, Noah. <laughs> Sorry. My mind was just... 
going Someone elsewhere. Wants to pour it in a skillet and make an omelet out of it. <laughs> Not that much. I brought I brought my own cup. <laughs> oh, Look at that thing. It's like a sixty-four ounce Slurpee wow. cup, man. Take you a week and a half to fill that. Non-stop jerking off. For one soccer team. <laughs> Listen, I don't care. How often they jerk off of, hey, it's not a sauger. Isn't that interesting? Not every jerk-off session is a sauger, okay? Sometimes you're just bored in the house and in the house bored. Uh, so I got a question before you move on. I'm sorry. I feel like this is the obvious question. Uh, if I smoke weed, let's say, and my cum becomes confused with THC, could I then conceivably somehow smoke the cum, get more THC in my body. And or drink it. Well, in other, in other words, like a perpetual cycle. Of That's, Darren, we're on the same wavelength. That was my question too. Wow. You want THC uh, or cycling? Which is more and more refined. Yeah, then you'd never run out of pot. It's like that special, like, Peruvian coffee that they pick out of goat shit. Have you heard of this? No, yes. I didn't. Or it's like the goats eat the beans and then shit them out, and then they, that's ferrets. what they the coffee. Huh? I thought it was ferrets. Well, you, could probably ferrets? Do it, you could probably do it at anything that eats beans, right? No. Well, the article goes on to say uh, that the reason they're doing this study is to see how it would affect pregnancy. Mm -hmm. uh, to see whether uh, THC can cross the blood testis barrier. Testes. 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 I think that's, that's acceptable, what he said, testes. Uh, in the setting of a growing repository of data surrounding the effects of endocannabinoid system in the regulation and maintenance of fertility and early pregnancy, ours is the first report that the exogenous cannabinoid THC can be detected in any human reproductive matrix. Those are all words. I said those words, but what are they saying? Sid was eager to, to bust you on genus for genius, uh, right? He, no, I thought like all of a sudden Rob pronounces everything properly when it's weed related. <laughs> <laughs> Nails it. I thought endocannabinoid was a carcass album. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was an EP. Oh. Cannabis corpse. Uh, all the participants indicated they used drug between 25 and 30 days in the last month. Most said they've been regular consumers for at least five years. Uh, it, essentially, it says our study findings cannot be generalized to include even users of uh, light or, or moderate use of marijuana. So I guess it's all, yeah, basically it seems it's a very unfounded study. It's a, as unfounded as the, uh, the uh, weed can prevent coronavirus mm -hmm. study. But I like that one more. But it can make you forget you have it. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Is that God? Someone's got coronavirus. It's definitely coming Aww. through my headphones and not here. That's Bruno coughing. Oh, buddy. Oh, wow. It sounded like knocking. Or like like a construction. Yeah, I thought, oh, yeah, okay. exactly. Poor little now, guy here. Now that's your boyfriend talking. The next one. Well. Well, this podcast is always like at an odd time for Bruno's eating schedule. Oh. So he's like hungry and he usually gets closer and closer to me to like, you know, say, oh, hey, oh. give me some food. Here he is. Oh, my God. 
that's your background. I don't, where's Bruno? <laughs> uh, oh. I wanted to talk about the, uh, we, we can move on. I wanted to talk about, uh, quickly get uh, back on George Floyd uh, uh, and talk about a tribute to him that was meant in good faith, but did not come off well. Oh, I know. From uh, David Goetta. Uh, I want to let me let me share my screen uh, really quickly. And so David Goetta is a DJ, and he was doing a live stream in New York City. He's doing a live stream in New York City, I believe, from the top of Rockefeller Center. And this was a, a day or two after the George Floyd incident, and he wanted to pay tribute. And this tweet that that wrote about it writes, we found it, the whitest way to react to racism. Oh, God. Well, so this the second, second whitest. I feel like the whitest way is to cheer it on. Yeah, that's true. But this is the whitest way to positively, to yeah. negatively react. And I do want to say, I really, I truly feel that as tone deaf as this is, that he had good intentions here. So this record is in honor of George Floyd. And I really hope we can see more unity and more peace when already things are so difficult. So, shout out to his family. <laughs> We face the difficulties of today and tomorrow. I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream. I want to point out that like he does the I have a dream speech and then there's a drop and you need to see his face who he's just like this is the fucking best thing I've ever did <laughs> like I fucking nailed it he's at the top of club heaven <laughs> uh, but so where's this guy from I wanted to look France. it up France okay so like English isn't his first language so, you know, it looked—it did look like he was struggling oh, to find the words. Come on, he did a fucking uh, dubstep or whatever the fuck that is of uh, Martin Luther King giving a speech. That transcends language barriers. Yeah, they let him at the top of the Empire State Building, right? So, push him that's off. What he's talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. One concert, <laughs> I wouldn't mind someone getting pushed off the stage. Only Randy Williams on the bill. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Somebody tweeted, I'm sure that's exactly what George Floyd would have wanted, an EDM banger sampling Martin Luther King. <laughs> uh, wait, uh, what else were we going to, we were going to do some, uh, the, our friend Frankie Palmieri. Oh, okay. Yes, oh, before I you say you... that, I'm sorry, one second. Uh, when you said that this is probably uh, one of the worst ways to react to George Floyd, I thought you were gonna you were talking about the guy who did like I'm protesting racism by doing blackface. Did you, did you did I show you that? What? Oh. what? I can't. I, I just tried to find it and I can't find it. It was like a white dude. Was it Jimmy Fallon? It wasn't Jimmy Fallon, but that's another thing that just happened. Was it Jimmy Kimmel? <laughs> it wasn't a famous person. It was like a rando or semi like micro. Maybe it's now. 
Right. Who he put blackface on, and it was like, I'm. Bl- he was trying to say, I'm black. We're all black. You know, I support you. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. It, it, it's even worse when you see it. But I'm, I'm such an idiot. Like I should have saved the the tweet and showed it, but I didn't. But maybe if, if I could find it, we can put it in the social media. It was so awful. And he's the whitest guy you can imagine doing it. He just looked like a like an Urban Outfitters model, like modeling shorts <laughs> or something. Jesus. Well, I was talking about Frankie Palmieri, and the reason was that Immure has a new song out. They have a new album coming, and I wanted us to do a a little uh, a little listen. And, and we still haven't gone through his uh, his podcast. Has anyone uh, listened to his podcast? Tried I to totally see forgot, but I'll I'll make a note of it. Let's just do, do it on the God's air. work, Noah, because I ain't gonna do that. We did that with the Bible. Let's just do it with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The bombs? Oh, well. All right, let's see. Let's see. Shit. Oh, I already hate it. Official visualizer? What does that mean? It's just a lyric video. It means it's not, it's like a half music video. A visualizer is when the the, uh, lyrics appear on screen in the context of the video. Yeah. There also, Rob, to call him your half music is being generous. <laughs> I said a half music. Okay, fair. <laughs> but I like this. I actually like the, the instrumentation. <laughs> you like the instrumentation, really? What do you like? Yeah. Breaking it's news, decent. Robert Pazabini, a new fan of Indior. Robert Pazabini or whatever. Okay, Rob. Lower. They sound like Stone Cold Steve Austin's theme when disturbed. (laughs) (laughs) I totally hear that. Can you play some of that side by side with this? (laughs) It's only the beginning. Oh, boo. You got to play the whole ad? Oh, that sucks. I'm just playing the money for this. Rob, ad blocker. I don't believe in ad blockers, Darren. All right, just for the show. (laughs) (laughs) I can't hear what you're saying. It's the, this part is supposed to be like that. You the same song. Get to the hook. That's the sound of Stone Cold. Here we go. The lemon inside you? What does that mean? I don't understand. Breaking the lemon inside you. I think this part particularly. That's an Amir part. Now let's go back to Amir. 
trying to fist a butthole yeah i think it's supposed to is it where's the other hand it's that's all you see it's just a hand coming up through barbed wire it's like Mm. very metaphorical but i just want to say about amir's video like not every video needs to have a video okay they don't have to be sagas some of them could just (laughs) okay well, I do want to say, you know, uh, Attila also put out a new song this week with our, our good friend Franzilla, mm-hmm. and uh, it it's it makes the Amur song like look like Led Zeppelin, you know? Really? So their Led song Ze- is called "Canceled." Oh boy! Attila. Oh, is this like a red red pilled uh, like? Okay, I you can't cancel me. Canceling culture. Let's see. Yep, there's the marchers. These lyrics are terrible. Better I don't want to hear that. Or I wrap your ass. Better get back for a rapture. It sounds like a fucking little kid song. But with yeah, metal instrumentation. Well, that's kind of what the, the vibe they go for. Uh, Franzilla has like a rap thing that he does. Have we have we talked about that on the show? It's no, not maybe. Uh, it's remember. called Bone Crew. I feel like we might have uh, discussed this. Like Bone Thugs and Harmony? <laughs> He's in that group now? Yes, the first of them all. <laughs> wake up, wake up. Oh, we definitely talked about yeah. that. Oh, feel, yeah, 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 yeah. Is yeah. that the same guy, though? Yeah. It's oh, the guy from Matilla. Yeah, let's see if we can find I think, I think there might be a new one. No, that's the newest song they have. Here's another one. Oh, boy. I want to apologize to the audience for not remembering uh, who Attila was uh, uh, and Bone Crew. Please forgive me. They depend on me having great musical knowledge. Wait, was he the guy smashing up that auto zone? (laughs) I think think we caught him. Those people were way too cool for him to be in that crew. (laughs) 
<laughs> fucking waving assault rifles around. This is like public access level climbing. It's like Dr. Seuss. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we got it. We got it. <sighs> Do not like green eggs and hail. <laughs> that was rough. Sorry, sorry for putting you guys through that. How much did uh, how much do we get paid for promoting that? We actually have to pay them. Oh. Sorry. That wasn't like a that. separate Soros check, so we'd play that song. <laughs> I didn't clear it with him. Damn it. <laughs> you blew it, Rob. So we're about to wind it down. And did, did we not get to anything before we wind it down before next week? Nope. And I believe we have Gunface on next week, which is Ooh. exciting. Been a long the world's time. greatest man. Mike McKenzie. He has some good music out now, some new music. Does he I still wanna... ascribe to that name? I feel like nobody's really yeah. calling him that. Yeah? Maybe. Wanted to say we could ask the, him next uh, week. The original Death or No Death, uh, which he was on, the very first one that we did, uh, was 11 years ago. Oh, my God. Oof. That was his first appearance on this show. He might have been like, <laughs> the first really prominent guest that we had, no? He's one of the first. Uh, yeah, sure. yeah, I think he was definitely one of the first. I think was the, no, no, no. We had that band that we didn't know anything well, about. On. Oh, Pariah was the first. But they were That's not the prominent. Yeah. We had other guests, too. We had, like, you know, that guy Ben from Brussels. Oh, my God. Say Is that real... guy still alive? <laughs> Rob, do you keep up with that guy? Listen, it's a legitimate uh, I haven't talked to him in a while, but yeah, he is, he, yeah he's all right. I see, I see his post on Facebook occasionally. Cool. So we should do a reunion show. <laughs> he hated us because all we were doing is dumb, like Belgium jokes. It was just well, JCVD you know, for two hours. But <laughs> JCVD like, is the only thing anyone in America knows about Belgium, so he probably hears it constantly yeah. from dumb people. Uh, Belgium was great, actually. I went to visit for uh, a day. It was really nice. Uh, it's it's way it was, more than JCVD. But I think actually, if you listen back to it, uh, with the distance of. Uh, 11 or 12 years, mm -hmm. uh, you can totally see how, uh, you know, it's like, My, what is so funny? <laughs> I, I knew that at the time. That yeah, was the yeah. whole bit was that we were annoying him. Yeah. That's why, I, that's why I started doing JCVD in the first place. <laughs> I said, what can I do that will be cliche about Belgium? I don't know anything about Belgium except him. So like, let me do the thing that he probably hears 97 times. <laughs> Yeah, JCVD. He's like, oh, shut the fuck up. We allowed him um, to be on our show. The least he could do is be fodder for our entertainment. I don't think he wanted to be. I think he was there just visiting, and it was the day we were doing the show, and we were just like, hey, do you want to come on? Right? I think it's something uh, like that. 
Maybe. Was, that was sure. like our sixth show we ever did. It was episode yeah. six. He was like a friend of someone that came to the No, he's a, he was a Metal Ejection fan. And uh, that's how Frank and I knew him. And he was staying what? with Frank. Why was he? Oh, why was he staying with Frank? He was just visiting America. And, and Frank uh, offered him a, a place to stay. Is get this something here. you guys still do? Just like random readers of the site just get to crash? No, they just, place? I mean, they struck up a friendship. It wasn't like mm-hmm. he just randomly, whatever. No. But then he returned the favor when uh, Frank and Rob I. Rob has a room for, uh, Rob is a libtard. <laughs> lib cunt. <laughs> cunt. Yeah, Robert Pazzavini oh. is a lib cunt. That was Frankie Fontenberry's uh, uh, account. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, so like we went to uh, London and he lived in London and, and he let us crash at his place. And it was very. It's very nice of him. We say, why, why do you leave Belgium if it's so great? Yeah. Fuck. You have to ask him. Okay, get him on the air. Uh, well, before, as we wind down, let's do one more Mike Francesa clip because I, <laughs> I just had this. I have this. And, and Mike Francesa has a plan for reopening baseball. Oh, and, dear. Uh, so we, we're, t- we're talking coronavirus. Uh, so here's Mike's plan. Let me get the screen share going. Mark and Rockland, what's up, Mark? Yeah, I actually believe that there's the perfect venue for a, a, a test bed, if you will, to test capacity and an infection rate and all that. With all these other- pause. I think this is the first time I've ever seen this much skin. He's oh, in a T-shirt. Right, I've never seen right. this much of Mike. Sid, he's got a very analogous uh, arm here to what you have. Going. Yes, he does. It's wow. identical. It's like if me and a baboon had a son. It's terrifying. <laughs> I think this is why you're seeing why you don't see much of his skin usually. What was the reason all of a sudden so casual? This is like nothing I've ever seen before. Okay, I spilled some uh, some cereal on my suit today, okay? <laughs> and it was very soggered and I couldn't wear it. <laughs> Unemployed people, I'm sure you can find a few hundred thousand guinea pigs. That would be willing to sit in ten thousand in a forty thousand capacity stadium, ten thousand people separated, masked. Let them go watch the games. You got a free ticket. You pay for concession and parking or a ten dollar ticket, and you follow the data. You you have the perfect place where to test. What can you? So this guy is suggesting that the MLB pay unemployed people to test to see if they will get sick. I don't know that game. he's saying paying but, unemployed people. He's saying charge them ten dollars for tickets and make them buy their own concessions. Yeah, right, let's go back. Let's go back and see, hear the whole pitch uninterrupted because this sounds insane. Well, I'm sure you can find a few hundred thousand guinea pigs that would be willing to sit in ten thousand in a forty thousand capacity stadium, ten thousand people separated, masked. Let them go watch the games. You got a free ticket. You pay for concession and parking or a ten dollar ticket, and you follow the data. You, you have the perfect place where to... And you follow the data. It's all so obvious. I mean, who are these people who all don't want to open baseball? And also, I want to point out, if you're not uh, watching the video version on our Patreon, Mike has the deepest focus. Yeah, he's in a pensive state. Pensive. He's like yoga. At all. Uh, he's doing, you know, practicing mild mindfulness. This might work, you know? <laughs> I think... What can you? What actually happens when people get together? All right, but let me ask you something. With with science, with science, I I think Mark and I. I, This is not an area I have any expertise in, but let me say that (laughs) I would think a scientist would say to you, 
I need you to repeat that a hundred times for me to get an accurate reading. I can't do it off one one sample. So you would have to do it's that. Not one sample. Yeah. Well, 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 wait a second. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the problem is, what happens if all of a sudden you have re uh, virus breaking out all over the country because you tried this? Well, yeah, but you see, but you have to get that. You have to get these cities to agree to this. And what is the, and and what happens when it, if it doesn't well, work and people start getting really sick in big now. numbers? They're yeah. already opening this the cities now. Like why? Well, was I think this was oh May 29th. Yeah, this wasn't that far. Look, they, well, because it's a mass gathering. That's the thing. They're not opening up for mass gatherings still. Like restaurants are half capacity. Yeah, it's a first phase open. It's a dumb idea because it's not just those, those people are not going to go live in a, in a, in a shed somewhere. Like they're going to go. Listen, and them when you, yeah. When you're talking about recreational activities like sports and you use the term guinea pigs, you've <laughs> lost the argument. <laughs> this is not necessary. Nobody fucking needs baseball. Like I understand you really want baseball, but you don't need it. People need their that fucking lives. But when you call Mike Francesa's show trying to make uh, some kind of scientific pitch, to it, it's like you've already lost credibility. Call the CDC. Up, what yeah, do you call Mike Francesa? <laughs> if your idea has any merit, tell it to someone who can implement it, you fucking... Right, like, what is he going to do? <laughs> He'll signal boost it. Fauci is a loyal listener. I know yeah. uh, a lot of people over at the CDC. Okay, I'll pass your idea along. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. There was uh, that one time that him and Fauci ran a train on Judy Parcells, so they know each other from <laughs> way back. She was some hua, let me tell you. Okay, back after this. It was one long saga. <laughs> Judy, uh, that's what I, call, I refer to my Johnson as, one long saga. <laughs> uh, Judy Parcells, oh man, she was a real smoke show back in the day. <laughs> She, and you, you know, I mean, come on. She, she thinks she wanted to climb up on top of Bill every day. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay. She was happy to be getting some Italian brujo all over here. <laughs> so a little well, soft stuff. I mean, I don't know where we go from there. I think, I think we've said it all. And with that. Got to leave, got to say goodbye for now. We gotta leave, we gotta say goodbye, but we can't say goodbye without saying hello to our top live cast fan of the week. And you can be a top live cast fan of the week by hitting up our Patreon at patreon.com slash metal livecast. Here are our top fans of the week. Eric, you are not a saga. Rubber Ganoush, aka Justin, you, you're not a saga. Benjamin, you're not a saga. El Gutorino, a saga life, but you're not a saga. Cynical Sid, cynic cynicism, you're not a saga. Dan All, you're a guinea pig, you're not a saga. Oh, we're Dan. Cattle decaf, you got some good seats. Mindy May is Kipper, you're not a saga. Crop Destroyer, you were sitting with Bill Parcell's wife in pretty nice seats, weren't you? Damn I am I is. You're a saga, that's what you is. Justin, you're not a saga. Jammed him. You're not a saga. Sashur Sashusis, you're not a saga. LaCroix, 
You got a song, eh? The Crustacean Sensation, a.k.a. Godstopper. You're not a saga. Ash Boslahov. You're not a saga. Dallas. You're not a saga. Robo Vampiro. 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 You're not a saga. A saga. A saga. Ding. You're a saga. And finally, hey, guys, it's Josh. You, sir. Come on. Here. Got to leave, got to say 